What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. Bree, good evening to you as well. And I tell you, Papa Dude, I think we need a new theme song for this time of the year because we're more horse racing than sports right now. We are, and I'm thinking we need to have a new uh, – we need to get Magic to edit a new beginning. What do you think? I think so, too. I've told him a hundred times to do it. He's lazy. No, I haven't told well, him. Well, maybe I better get on him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's not like he doesn't have anything else to do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, Nick Feldman just hit the late pick five at Indiana, now Horseshoe, Indianapolis. Ooh. Congratulations, Nick. I think it paid 1500 I think Mr. Samich was alive to it as well. So congratulations. Well, well, you and I got it also. On our yeah, part. I haven't checked to, to see if, if, if we got Indiana today or not. Uh, Dennis says it's Wednesday night. What the hell is dudes you've been sports playing for right now? I know, Dennis, it's crazy. We're here uh, on Wednesday. I thought we would do something fun on the show. That's why we're here on Wednesday. We were going to do Monday, and I said, that's oh, really boring. Um, what I do on Wednesdays when the stakes races come out, I go over all of them and kind of get my first thoughts, first glances at all the races, and then, of course, handicap uh, fully and make the final decisions on either Thursday night, Friday morning, and then post them onto the website. So instead of me just, you know, in my office here by myself doing it, I said, why don't we do uh, kind of a quick look slash preview of the six big races that are going to happen. Uh, and it can be fun to kind of talk about them, talk about them with the people watching as well if they've got questions. I know a lot of times when we do Blinkers Off or Magic Mike, we're really into just giving out the picks and, and getting handicapped and go to the next one. And we miss some, some comments sometimes. So that's what we're going to do, uh, and I'm, I'm excited because I think it's going to be a pretty good weekend. You've had a look at it. Overall, what do you think of the races we're going to talk about today as far as the strength of the races? Okay. Well, there's some good ones, very good ones. Uh, it looks to me like out of the six, three of them are between maybe – one of them maybe is a single. The other two are between a couple of horses. I think you probably would agree with me on that. Mm-hmm. And then we got two or three that are just toss-ups, I think, in my opinion. There's a couple that I had a hard time picking. Are you kind of in that, that way, too? Yeah, I feel I feel like yeah. we're going to be pretty similar in our thoughts. Yeah. don't know if we'll be similar in our horses, but, yeah, I, I definitely think uh, yeah. I could agree with that. Um, with that being said, let's just go ahead and throw them up on the screen. I'll do right. that now. We'll start at Belmont Park because I think we'll, we'll start with, I think, is going to be the, the showcase uh, race of, of the weekend. Uh, and it's the John A. Nurud stakes, easy for me to say. Uh, and by some kind of shock here, we have Life is Good versus Speaker's Corner going seven furlongs at Belmont Park. I didn't think either one of those horses would be in this race a couple of weeks ago. I'll run down the full field and I'll kick it to you for your thoughts. Number one is Life is Good. Of course, the horse that was the number one horse in the country after he won the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile and the Pegasus uh, to kick off this year, but was fourth in the Dubai World Cup as a heavy favorite. We'll see if he bounces back going six furlongs here. 
Number two is Repo Rocks. The horse was fourth in the Run Happy Stakes, two starts back on the dirt. Last time out, went to the turf at Parks and was nowhere to be found. Six beaten 21 and a half. The number three horse is Harvard, another horse that's kind of been nowhere to be found in the last couple of starts. Last time we saw him right here at this track, he was seventh in an allowance race. Uh, going a mile and a 16th. War Toxin is the four horse. Last time we saw him, he was third, beating 12 links over this track in the true north. That was Jackie's warrior that soundly defeated him. And, of course, the number five speaker's corner. He was flawless this year, a perfect three for three before he ran into a buzzsaw in flight line in the Met Mile last time out. He got third. Now he's back. He runs into another buzz, buzzsaw, maybe, and life is good. All right, Papa Dude, what do you think of this one? Well, I think it's a two-horse race. You might be able to make a little bit of a case for War Toxin, maybe, to get in there in case something happens to the top two. But I think this is one of those five-horse fields where you just stop and you just watch two really good horses go at it. And uh, you just got to choose between what, if you think life is good is in form or not. And then Speaker's Corner was that just a, goof up against flight line or his flight line that much better and uh, the fact that uh, he got beat i don't really look at that as much because flight line was unbelievable that day so i think it's between life is good and speaker's corner and it's just sit back and watch this one yeah this is going to be something pretty special here we'll get to a couple of the comments now uh, nick says i personally don't think uh, life is good as cranked for this only five four uh Four furlong, 90 second, uh, 49 seconds coming in on a workout. Having said that, his hand ride might still be good enough to win in this spot. Pletcher putting a Pratt on. Life is good due to IRAD suspension after I would love to be a fly on the wall to see if Pratt thinks uh, what Pratt thinks of Flightline and Life is Good. Of course, he wrote Flightline. Now he's going to ride Life is Good. Kind of kind of good to be Flavian Pratt. Yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> so we'll see. That's, I, you're, that's a great point I hadn't even thought of, and that's kind of – the cool part about this show, because I, you know, I, I'm not just looking at it just now, but I've only kind of looked at this for about an hour and don't have real, you know, crazy thoughts like that. Not crazy, but just in-depth thoughts. And that makes sense. Yeah. Dennis says, this is going to be a fun race to watch. Not interested in betting. Both Life is Good and Speaker's Corner going to be tough, but I don't trust Life is Good coming back from Dubai. Also, Speaker's Corner did not look very good at all in the Met Mile. Talk about the Dubai a little bit and that factor coming back. What do you think about life is good coming back first race off of Dubai? Well, I, I think a lot of times horses don't come back from that for a while. Some of them don't come back and run very well again. Personally, if I had a horse, I would not send him over there. I just would not. I just think that's – I just wouldn't do it. I think it's too risky. This is a pretty good horse, though, and I think he can handle about anything. The key is going to be, is he ready to go up against a horse like Speaker's Corner, who was not, as Dennis said, very good. But Flightline would have made a lot of horses look pretty bad, I think, in that race. I don't think it's a good betting race because I think they're going to have very low odds. All right, don't you? I mean, I think... It's going to be a lot like Flightline versus Speaker's Corner yeah. in that regard. Yeah. You know. Don't you I, think if you get six to five on either one of them, that's pretty good? I yeah. Mean, I, might, I think life is good will be the favorite. Yeah, I'm thinking probably 
two, probably three to five on Life is Good, six to five on Speaker's Corner. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, and I don't think the other horses are good enough to beat them. No, I think the other horses are just filler in this race. Okay, Speaker's Corner. Personally, I'm a little bit more worried about how Speaker's Corner is going to run here than I am Life is Good. Yeah. In no way did I ever hear this as being a race that they thought Speaker's Corner would run in. Yep. He, he was trounced in the Met Mile, and that was just three weeks ago. I was getting ready to say, that's not very long ago. No, and this is very interesting that the horse is coming back. Now, the good news is, cuts back to seven furlongs, which he was very sharp at in the Carter. Exactly. If he runs that Carter race, life is good, better be ready. Um, but I'm not sure. Well, sure. the other thing is, too, let's look at the purse. Is he a $250,000 purse horse? I mean, that's not that big a purse mm -hmm. to take a chance on getting your ass beat. Mm -hmm. Couldn't there be something else they could have thrown him? It is a little surprising now that you think about it. It, it was a shock. Um, I, I kind of had heard some, some murmurs that, yeah, life is good, might be back for this race, but Speaker's Corner was a real shock. They, they had like a press release. I think that was Sunday. And Jared sent it to all of us. And I'm like, Speaker, Speaker's Corner? Like, yeah. They, did, was that a misprint? You know, like I never heard that. So it's an odd uh, entering. Yeah. Also a grade two instead of a grade one. You'd think that's where they would, would run them. I, don't I know. would think both of these horses are better than grade two. Mm -hmm. I know life is good is. But they're using this as a prep for something. Yeah, this is a prep for the Whitney for life. Yeah, he makes sense. Yeah. He's been off for a long time. The purse is okay. Throw he's probably gonna you know, they thinking he's gonna win. So throw him in there and get him yeah. prepped for yeah. the for the bigger one. I don't think they thought life is good would run into a horse like Speaker's Corner. In this exactly. Race. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so that's yeah. that's interesting. Uh, Greg says he thinks 10 furlongs is the reason why life is good lost. You could absolutely be right about that. Yeah. Um, and I think seven furlongs, a mile, that's optimal for life is good. I do too. Uh, I think this is his distance. I, yeah, I think I think he's definitely going uh, to manage uh, to beat Speaker's Corner here and poor Speaker's Corner. And I'm with Marla. I, I like Speaker's Corner an awful lot as a horse as well. I, don't, I just don't know about this one. Um one last thing before we go on, even though it's five horse field, I, I think it's from a from a watching standpoint is the most intriguing race of the weekend. Yeah. Last time out, Speaker's Corner was able to get the lead on flight line. But the last time we saw Life is Good in the United States, he was able to get a three-length lead on Nick's Go, who's never behind in any race. All right. Does Speaker's Corner get the lead here, or will Flight Line, or excuse me, Life is Good be the one that takes them to the well, turn in front? That's the big question. Yeah. That's the big question. I think Life is Good will take the lead. I think he'll get out. It's hard to imagine a world where he's not in the lead. And the reason yep. why I say that is he's always in the lead. Exactly. <laughs> he's never been in second. So we'll see what happens. Well, I don't okay. know. Uh, I'm wrong. Because that. Correct me if I'm wrong here. When Pitcher okay. got life is good, okay, didn't he run him mostly at this distance for a while? And then he ran, Yeah, he ran him in one-turn races. Maybe not this distance specifically, yeah. but he ran in, in one-turn races or the Breeders' Cup mile, which was a two-turn right. race, but still at a mile. Yeah. yeah, and then stretched him out for Dubai, 
uh-huh. and it didn't work, and now they've got him back where Pletcher had him in the first place. So I think an interesting question, which you guys probably covered a lot back during uh, Dubai, is why did they send him over there to run? You know, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, that they sent him over there to run at that distance. Well, I think they thought he could handle it. And I think they looked at that purse and said, you know, he's yeah. going to be awfully tough to beat. Even if he doesn't quite get it, I think he can still win. Yeah. He looked awfully, awfully well for a long, long time. He just yeah. couldn't finish it off. It, and it, The distance got him. Yeah. So I, I, I definitely am going to pick him. I mean, I'm kind of with Dennis. I don't know whether, you know, if he's three to five, I don't think he's worth putting a lot of money on, you know, you'd have to put a bunch of money to win anything when you got speaker's corner down there that could upset him pretty easy. And that might not even be an upset, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just, I just feel like, I mean, if, if you get four to five, if you get even money somehow, life is good becomes a much more, you know, oh, yeah. valuable commodity, but yeah, three to five, you just watch the race or you single him if you like him and move on. So yeah. Now, with Speaker's Corner, uh, does he run at Belmont a lot? Is he on this circuit? Uh, so yeah, I mean, he's he's been at Belmont before three times. He okay. he actually was undefeated at Belmont until he okay. lost last time out. Well, he's going to take some money simply because of that. Yeah, and I think just the fact that he also won the Carter at Aqueduct on the Naira circuit, so at this distance, I mean, he's going to take money. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think some people are a believer in the Dubai bounce. And it's listen, Hot Rod Charlie came back and lost uh, after running to Dubai. So, I mean, it could definitely happen. It's this definitely horse is better than Hot Rod Charlie. I think this horse would eat Hot Rod Charlie. So, <laughs> I, hot, rod, hot Rod Charlie would be maybe six, seven links behind him if life is good as ready. Yes. And I, I like Hot Rod Charlie, but I, I definitely think they're in a different category. Yep. Uh, All right. Let's move on to race eight on the same card. It's yeah. the Dwyer Stakes. We're going to have uh, three year olds going one mile in here. Great three race, $250,000 purse. All eyes will be on the horse on the rail. That's the number one horse, Charge It. Of course, he was second in the Florida Derby before finishing 17th in the Kentucky Derby. Lightly raced horse. Let's see if he uh, can can improve the number two is no save nada the source won an allowance at delaware park last time out after a long layoff he won it by a head uh, that was his first race of 2022 the three horses fluid situation last time we saw him he finished fourth in the gold fever stakes here at belmont park going six furlongs he did break his maiden at tampa going seven furlongs two races back unbridled bomber will be the four horse uh, a couple of third-place efforts recently against allowance runners over this track. The number five, running son of a gun. This horse was third last time out in the before-mentioned gold fever stakes, going six furlongs. Before that, had a seven-furlong allowance win at Parks. And the six is Nabokov, hopefully named after Eugenie Nabokov, former uh, San Jose Sharks goalie. Uh, number six is Nabokov. He was a maiden special weight winner by three and a quarter at Belmont last time out. Two races back, if you go watch the replay, boy, he was a tough luck loser at Keeneland on debut. That's the field of six. What are we looking at in this one? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I would think $250,000 perch would attract a little bit better. What do you think on that? I mean, I don't see just a lot of horses that are very good in this. Am I missing something? 
it certainly seems like a two-horse race at best here between the number one Chargent and the number six Nabokov. I, I would say so, too. I mean, I, three and four, I don't even look at. No. No. I, I don't. I don't get that at all. Um, five, maybe a little bit, maybe. You know, he the five's done some stuff. He he's been okay. Never won a stakes though, but he's he's ran in some stuff. He's he's got a couple of sharp looking victories. Yeah, he's he's mm. a player probably. You know, I think I'd bet on six all day. I I really do. One has got all kinds of potential. We've said it a million times. The one race he won, he was extremely impressive. But it's the only one he's ever won. Mm-hmm. He's likely raced something. There's a reason why. Right? I mean, he's crazy, I guess. They can't quite get him where they want to be. I'm a little surprised he hadn't run since the Derby. Aren't you? Didn't you think maybe they'd throw one in there before? Maybe not. I don't. I know. think they kind of decided after that derby was the disaster for Charge. It they said, "Ah, we'll kind of back off a little bit." Yeah, I mean this this is this two hundred fifty thousand dollar race is good for him. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, we got to see what the odds are, but uh, I like the six. You got Chad Brown, very impressive win. Uh, why couldn't he win this one? Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Uh, Nick Feldman is also with you. He likes the six a little bit as well. He says he remembers uh, his last race was pretty impressive. Always been skeptical of Charge It. I will try to beat Charge It. Uh, yeah, I I kind of I can't, I don't have a final pick yet. Yeah. You know, Thursday, if you want to watch Moinkers off, I will certainly have that finished up, but I kind of like uh, Nabokov as well, yep. so I, I'm kind of with you guys. I'm leaning that way right now. I wasn't a huge fan of Chargent going into the Derby. Um, let's kind of analyze the Florida Derby. He did get second in that race. Kind of looked like he should win it. How good are those horses down there that ran in the Florida Derby? Wida Barrio was beaten in the Ohio Derby last weekend. Ran really well again. Yeah, he did. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just – yeah, I forgot that Florida Derby when he ran second. Yeah. That's the one where he, he angled out, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, he got in. Yeah. He could have won that. Yeah. If he can if he can come back to that and and, and run straight, he can win this. Mm-hmm. I definitely it's between him and, and, and the six for me. I I just don't I don't think you can bet on anything. Maybe the five, maybe, but I may end up going back to charge it when it's all said and done. I haven't quite made up the decision yet, final, but I don't know. I think the Snapcock horse is pretty good. That maiden race uh, on debut at Keeneland was pretty darn good as well. So we'll see what happens here. I think it's going to be interesting uh, to see. It's definitely a two-horse race between those two. And this may be one where you can make some money. The one yeah, – well, I don't know. I you really think don't know. bet down? I think they're both going to be bet down. Well, Navikov will probably be like eight to five, nine to five. I would say. You think so? Okay. You I think- don't know. I'm really bad at guessing the odds of the next source after the favorite. Um, we'll see. I think he's going to get bet down. The only other re- or the the biggest reason why I think he's going to get bet pretty hard is who is betting two, three, four, or five. That's true. All the money's going to go to one and six. Yeah. Yeah. All right. A few of the comments before we move on to Churchill Downs. 
Chad Brown, three-year-old dirt horses are absolutely loaded right now. If the six can run, yeah, absolutely. They're running great for sure. He does have the look of one that's improving. Uh, Dennis says, you think Peter Brandt is going to name a horse after a hockey player or a novelist author? Well, probably the author, but I was just being funny. You can't, you can't have any fun with these people, I swear. Um, <laughs> let's see, what else? I think the one is lightly raced because he's green as grass and crazy. Six is lightly raced because he's late developing. Uh, also, uh, I don't know who this is, Magic or Jared maybe uh, chimed in and said, Charge it displaced his soft palate in the derby. That's why we haven't seen him. So he's had surgery to repair that. So there you go. Okay. And Dennis said that as well. So all right, you I got all the answers. I am very impressed. I did not know that actually. Yeah. Because you know why? I didn't really care when Charge it came back. <laughs> I was not That's a huge fan of it. Well, it is. <laughs> Soft palate. Well, when they just it's a mouth. Yeah, it's in the mouth, and when they okay. displace, they can't breathe. So okay. that, well, they can't breathe, but it hinders their breathing, and that explains why he just was. Is breathes. his hard palate all right? I think the hard palate's still okay. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm or has he been gelded? <laughs> <All right. laughs> there, there you go. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on to Churchill. Uh, okay. Hey, I, these, I, these I've got. I've got some. I got some thoughts on these. All right. All right. Um, my BFF. That still doesn't explain it. I. Th I think that's Jared, but I'm not sure. That's friend forever. <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. Let's go to Churchill Downs now. Uh, we'll go to the Fleur de Lis here. A grade two race going a mile and an eighth, $350,000 purse, fillies and mares, four-year-olds and upwards. So uh, a race that has produced some great winners. We have a small field, kind of a disappointing that they only got five, but there's some decent runners in here for sure. Yeah. I'll run through them real quick. Number one, super quick. Last time out, a 14 and a quarter length winner in the DuPont Distaff at uh, Pimlico. So that was pretty impressive. Went gate to wire to do that. The number two is She's All Wolf. Always good for an upset at Churchill Downs uh, or, or Oakland. And then always good for a bunch of uh, Oklahoma bread wins at Remington. Last time out, she up, upset the apple cart. She beat Ava's Grace and Pauline's Pearl in the Shawnee Stakes at a mile 16th over this track. Speaking of Ava's Grace, she is the three horse. She was second after setting the pace last time out in the Shawnee Stakes, and she was also third in the La Terrane behind Pauline's Pearl, and she dares the devil. Speaking of those two horses, the number four is Pauline's Pearl. Won the grade one La Terrane two races back before a very disappointing uh, fourth in the Shawnee. And then she dares the devil's the five. She was second in the La Terrane and also finished third in the Azari, also behind Pauline's Pearl that day. So field of five, I thought this was tricky. For a field of five, what did you think? Oh, it's a great field. Yeah, I mean, you've got really all of them are pretty pretty good. Um, I don't. I think it's between a four and a five. Don't you? I'm leaning that way. Yes. I mean, they're the name horses, but you got to look at the one. Yes. The way she ran the last time, so. Uh, you know, the thing about Pauline's Pearls, she's very consistent. She's going to run well. It is a little bit disappointing finishing fourth the last time out. 
that's kind of unexplainable. And she faltered late in that race. She was up towards the front and then really bowed out. I think she finished 11 links behind. I think I read that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of disappointing. Maybe a sign she might be a little tired. I don't know. She's had a, she's running a lot of races this year. You know, Asmussen doesn't baby him. He runs them. Love the horse. Did she give everything she had on Derby Day to win that race? Did that take something out of her? Because she was great that day. That she was she was all out that day. Did that take something out of her? I don't know. Then you got she dares the devil. You can say the same thing about her. She did Pauline's Pearl. Consistent. Always runs well. Has been in big races. I mean, this a really good horse. Mm-hmm. We kind of nailed it with She's All Wolf. The horse is just a really good horse. Just a good, steady horse. I don't know that, well, she beat him in the Shawnee, didn't she? Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure she's in their caliber. Um, now, explain this to me. Why was the Shawnee not a graded stakes? <laughs> I, you know, that's a really good question. It felt like a grade three race for sure, if not grade two uh, with the field that entered. I, I don't know. It, they, it's just not. Um, but it is the local prep for this race here. Yeah, and it was loaded. Yeah. It's odd. Um, can She's All Wolf do that again? I I question that. Because like you said, She's All Wolf's always good for an upset. Mm-hmm. And that's the one. And but for an Oklahoma bred, not knocking Oklahoma breads, but to do what this horse does, she's pretty good. She really is. I've always liked her a lot. Uh, very steady. And then uh, so the only one I discount is three because I don't ever bet Diodoro in these races. I just yeah. and it's not that I don't like him. It's just he doesn't win a lot of stakes races, you know. Wins a lot of races, but these kind of, I usually shy away from him because every time I do bet him, like every time I bet Lone Rock, he doesn't win. <laughs> so I would lean between the four, five, and the one. I don't know how you're going, but that's where I would go. You've been steadfast on that Diodoro uh, thing. And sure, Lone Rock's won some races, but yeah, in the big time races, he usually doesn't win them. So. No. Uh, he had keep me in mind. You kept getting closer and closer. Never could win last year. So yeah, yeah that's. And I, I I don't I don't mean that as a knock on Diodoro. I think maybe I know a lot of people don't like him. I think maybe he's a good enough trainer that he gets them better than what they are, but they're not good enough to win those stakes races. I just don't. I don't. That's that's my theory on it. Yep, absolutely. I think you're right on that one as yeah. well. Um, I don't think he has a top caliber horse, more of a claiming slash. Yeah. Like, like Carl Broberg, and you know, I, I don't ever bet him in a stakes race. Yeah. A big one. Yeah. Uh, yeah comment. Let's see. I'll, I'll start with She's All Wolf. She reminds me so much of her mom. She's all in. I mean, they're, they're almost identical, aren't they? Yes, they are. Two just hard knocking uh, horses, and this Oki bread is is one of one of my favorites. But she's all wolf. Um, yeah, I I can't explain how she won it. Um, and it's not like she beat a bad field. Ava's great, no. decent. She beat Army Wife, who came back to win last weekend yeah. at, at Thistle Down. 
and be Pauline's Pearl, obviously. So yeah, she's um, a, she, she's if it lines up right, she could win. But I just can't bet her. I just can't. Uh, she has a hard time putting back-to-back -back wins yeah. together when it's not at Remington. That's the thing. Uh, yeah. gr great interview with Donnie K. Von Hemel after this race. <laughs> he basically said, well, uh, we thought the field was short, and we thought other than Pauline's Pearls, she could get in there and compete. And uh, she, he said, uh, for whatever reason, Pauline's Pearl didn't run well, and, and ours did, and we won. And it was very simply put, I'm kind of surprised we won <laughs> type of answer. And I could hear him saying that. I could yeah. hear him. Yeah. <laughs> if anything else, he is brutally honest. And he, He's a very honest guy. <laughs> he did not hide the fact that he was no. kind of surprised. No. Won, but, uh, a great, great guy. I was very happy that he won, and, and they won this thing at 20 to 1. Um, that being said, Russ thinks she dares the devil, gets revenge. Nick thinks Pauline Pearl bounces back. I'm on Nick's side this time. No offense to Russ, but I am going to be on Nick's side because I kind of agree with this comment. I'm not sure She Dares the Devil has a whole lot left. Yeah, maybe not. Just looked pretty decent last year, kind of tailed off a bit. Hasn't been real great. I thought last time out, I picked her last time out in a lot of terrain. I thought she'd get the lead, kind of bounce back second off the layoff. Couldn't quite hold off Pauline's Pearl. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm just a little worried that she might just be not quite as good as she was as a three-year-old in early in the four-year-old season. Yeah. Uh, Dennis says he loaded up on super quick at Pimlico, lone speed that day, but now Ava's Grace and she dares is there. I think the four just has and had an off day last time out. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, Greg says Pauline's Pearl usually bridge jumpers at meaning horses that are high, high or, or low, low odds and get beat. Usually they bounce back. So I'm kind of there. I, I think I'm going to end up going on Pauline's Pearl. I think one. you about got to Asmussen with four year olds. Man, it's pretty solid. It's I don't think it, this horse is great though. It just kind of felt like, huh, that's surprising that she, oh, ran yeah, I don't think this is a great horse. I don't mean that in a negative way. I think this is a gutty, gutty horse. I don't yeah. think she's overly talented. Mm -hmm. I, I think with Pauline's Pearl, the most surprising thing is the horse had hit the board. And let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight starts. Hadn't hit the, hadn't missed the board until, or, or, it, before the Kentucky Oaks. That was the last time until. Yeah. Uh, this race there uh, at, in the Shawnee. So we shall see how she bounces out of it. Uh, Remember, that race she ran before that, she ran her guts out. She did. She did. Could have affected her a little bit. We'll see. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the highlight of uh, the weekend. Well, other than when the John Nerud came up so strong, but this is, this is the marquee race. It's the Stephen Foster from Churchill Downs going to be race 10 on the card a grade two race uh going one and one eighth mile seven hundred fifty thousand dollar purse for four-year-olds and upward we got a field of seven and boy it's interesting i'll kind of run through the list right now this this is a very very fun uh field the number one is cattle river has won three allowance races in a row absolutely dominant fashion so 
a horse that uh, we thought at one time might be a Kentucky Derby type of horse. Uh, got second in the Arkansas Derby, won the Smarty Jones. We'll see if that horse is rounding back now and is ready for, for big-time stakes company again. The number two is American Revolution. How interesting is American Revolution here? He finished off the year last year as a monster uh, and, and finished it off with a win in the grade one cigar mile. Last time out, though, in the local prep race for this, the blame stakes, he was fourth, beating three links. It was not good. We'll see if he bounces back. The number three is Olympiad. He's won four in a row. He is definitely looking very strong coming into this. His last win was a victory in the Ali Sheba, the grade two, right here at Churchill Downs. The four is title ready. He was third in the Ali Sheba last time out. The five is proxy. He seems to just do nothing but hit the board in these stakes races. He's hit the board in three straight stakes events this season. He has not won a stakes race. He has two allowance wins and a maiden win in his career. How about this? The number six is Mandaloon, another horse back from overseas. He comes back from the Saudi Cup where he was no good. He was ninth feet in 18 and three quarters. Before that, he defeated Midnight Bourbon in a classic in the Louisiana stakes at Fairgrounds. Uh, so we'll see how he comes back. And then how about this? The number seven, Last Samurai, last time we saw him, he won the Oakland Handicap going a mile and an eighth, and he won it by four links, dominated, beat a horse in Fearless, who came back to win, beat a horse in Plainsman, who's very strong. Um, you know, Rated R Superstar was in that race. He was able to defeat him, so beat some nice horses. And by the way, D. Wayne Lucas now training this horse so the uh, just real quick on that willis horton all of his horses that were with dallas stewart have now showed up with the d wayne in the d wayne mm. lucas barn so that's something to keep an eye on all right field of seven there we go <laughs> i'll kick it to you now where are we going well you've uh, you've kind of shot down everything here now i thought i had this race figured out but man you built them all up well that's what i do i'm a hype man no that's <laughs> a good race Definitely. Uh, any inside information on what happened on this uh, switch from the Stewart camp to the Lucas? Because Lucas used to get all the Willis horses. Willis, Willis, Willis Horton is an interesting guy. If you don't know him, he's anciently old. Yeah. Um, but he is hilarious, and he's sharp. And he has damn good horses. He's, he doesn't yes. have 100 horses. He gets like four or five, and they're good. I don't know. It happened last weekend is when it first started uh, showing up in the in the uh, entry box. Yeah. But well, Willis has fired D. Wayne before as well. Exactly. He's fired Dallas Stewart before as well. Not this time, but the time before. So <laughs> I think with Willis, you think get him for two or three years, and then we go on to somebody else. Yeah. Well, remember, uh, D. Wayne made Willis a household name with Will Take Charge. Correct. That was the horse that got Will uh, got Willis Horton kind of on the map. Yep. And so, and then the next thing you know, he fires D. Wayne after he said D. Wayne was the only trainer he would ever use. I believe he said something to that effect. Correct. And yeah. yes, we'll take charge. Put, well, put, yeah. Yes. And then we'll take, we'll uh, take charge. He yeah. also had take charge Brandy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who was an Eclipse winner as well. So so D, all D. Wayne did was win two Eclipse awards with Willis' yeah, horses. Fire him. I think he got a – Take Charge Brandy never did – Got she got hurt, didn't she? Uh, what, yeah, what happened? Yeah, her, her three-year-old year. Yeah. Yeah. And that was maybe, – maybe Willis blamed D. Wayne for that. I don't know. But 
And, you know, there are two guys that are, their personalities are probably, they probably clash. Because I would say D. Wayne doesn't take any shit off anybody. Well, I know that. And Willis doesn't take any shit off anybody. So I said, D. Wayne said, Willis, you're full of shit. Let me train. You give me the horses. We'll go from there. And Willis said, well, I'll do one thing better. I'll just take all the horses away from you. Correct. You old man. You know, because D. Wayne's probably the only guy in horse training that's older than Willis. I would think those two are 100% alike, and that's probably what caused any problem that would have happened between the two. And I know nothing about what actually is going on one way or the other with any of this. But And uh, we love them both. That's the thing. We could talk about them because we like them. Oh, I'm a huge, huge uh, Willis Horton fan. Yeah, well, I'm a huge D. Wayne fan. Well, me too. Yeah, I know you are. So, anyway. Uh, back to this, uh, you know, a little sideline on Cattle River because we're pretty familiar with him because he made his debut, whatever, at Oakland. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget when he won that Smarty Jones how high Brad Cox was on this horse. And he 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 did finish second. Wasn't that the year, though, there were two Arkansas Derbies that year? No, that was the year. It was the worst Arkansas Derby ever. Okay, I knew there Super was stock one. Concert tour came in and I thought he was going to be great, and he was awful. Okay, I knew there was something flukish about that second place finish, uh, but he never he never did much, and now he has come on and won uh, allowance races. They are allowance races. This is a pretty big step up for him but at one time brad cox thought this horse was the real deal so he's an interesting one to watch i settled on the three because he is in the best form i think right now i like the six a lot but the six hasn't run in a while and i that i'm always leery of that although brad cox lays him off like this too everybody does uh but i like that three a lot so he's red hot I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I think Olympiad makes a lot of sense here as well. Uh, uh, Dennis likes Olympiad, calls him a bear. By the way, Vicky is back from Europe. Welcome back, man. You've been gone a while, it seems like, since you missed wow. the race dude community. We're very happy to have you back in the States uh, here, uh, Vicky. Uh, yeah. Greg says, hey, last summer I looked very good last time out. Um, he pissed me off. Here. He pissed me off the last time out. So you and Vicky are the same because uh, she's still upset. Last summer, I won that race at Oakland. Yeah, I never even considered him. 12 to 1. Very well. We talked about this for a long time on a show of ours. And Fearless, Plainsman, we talked about, uh, you know, uh, stupid uh, rated R superstar. Yep. Didn't see this coming. And not only does last summer I win, it wasn't even close. No, he stomped him. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, that's right. another horse. That Plainsman, I hate that horse. I can't get that horse right ever, ever. Yeah. Red Cox has got a couple of those that I just want. Is one of them like Warrant something in that one of his? Yeah. Yeah. That's another one. Screws yeah. me up all the time. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Greg liked him because it was a cutback in distance. He had been running, a, a, well, he ran second to Lone Rock at a mile and a half. And then cut back to a mile and an eighth. He'd been in a lot of mile and a half races, mile quarter races. So, yeah, you got it. I mean, he he definitely wasn't tired when they turned for home. So, yeah, I think it's an interesting choice. Who, (laughs) 
D-Wayne's got writing last so, uh, samurai. That's kind of a red flag. <laughs> well, Willis Horton loves John Court. Oh, okay, so all right. <laughs> that's where that comes from. <laughs> he loves okay. John. You know, John Court steps up and wins some races. He does. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, like yeah. the Oakland handicap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he he's not bad. Uh, Vicky's with you. You guys are the same person tonight. Vicky's with you on Warren. <laughs> so he lost my money last horse. time. I now. absolutely hate that horse. I will never bet that horse ever. I, I do too. Yeah. I don't like Warren at all. No. Uh, but yeah, John Court is a sneaky guy. Uh, he is. He sneaks in and wins one when you don't think he's going to. Let me back up. Not not in life. He's not a sneaky guy <laughs> in the racetrack. He's a sneaky guy. He uh, he certainly can jump up and bite you. I don't know how many times I've looked at you and you've looked at me and I said, Jesus Christ, John Court again just knocked us out at like 20 to 1? Like, <laughs> we're going to learn our lesson. Yeah. Never. Yep. Um, I'm very interested in the six, Mandaloon. Yeah, oh yeah. And I am wildly interested in the two. I like him uh, too. American Revolution. Getting Saez back. I think it's a big help. Um. I think he'll be he'll be stronger this time around. I think he'll run a better race. I I'm, I'm really interested to see what his price will be. If it's high enough, I think I may take a chance with that. Well, so. let's let's try to figure it out here. Oh God, yeah, it's going to be two to one. Think, yeah, I think I think Olympiad. Oh boy, I think Mandaloon will be close too. I think one's two to okay. one. One's five I'm pretty, to two. I'm, this is one thing I'm pretty good at. I think I could do the morning lines. I think I could. Uh, Olympia is probably going to be two to one, eight to five, something like that. Mandolin is the same, pretty much the same. Don't you think they're both going to be real close? They're pretty close to the same, yeah. Uh, yes, I do know that story. Uh, that's got to be Jared. I, well, I didn't know he wanted to fight him, but I've heard the story about. He didn't uh, want to fight me. That's a made-up thing. Oh, that's why I didn't hear it. We well, I mean, we did the bar, uh, shall we say, intoxicated. And yes. well, I'll tell you the story. Maybe he didn't want to fight me. I don't really remember that much of it. Um, so you were bad off too. It was well, we were in hot springs, and it was like two in the morning. So you do the math. Um, see, uh, where were we, Jerry? We were at Martinis. We were at Martinis. Okay. Um, I'm a jockey that's in a bar at two o'clock in the morning. You just got me oh, out. Shouldn't never mind. I I know what happened now. Okay. <laughs> I don't think he wanted to fight me, but I don't think he was happy with me. I I, I know what happened. I okay, remember. let's hear it. So he was on a show called Jockeys. There were like six of them that were on a show called Jockeys. Oh yes, I remember that very well. That's where I heard of John Court. Correct. That was a great show. He his wife was on that show. Oh yeah. Um, and his wife was there that night. Yeah. His ex-wife ex now. And I think during that time, yeah, that's I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I think during that time they were going through some issues, right? And it's ex-wife now. And so I wouldn't I wasn't hitting on his wife, so to speak. I would hope not. But I was carrying on more of a conversation with her than with him, and we were all kind of at the she same probably is thing. more interesting than him. She was much more interesting. Yeah. She's also uh, Jinx Fire's uh, daughter. So I was talking to her about that. And I was talking to her about how she gets a new pair of shoes when uh, John wins. And I may have mm -hmm. commented on the shoes that she had on. They were very nice. And yeah. 
I don't think John wanted to fight me as much as he was getting a little agitated that uh, I wasn't spending time with him. I, if I remember, if I remember this, uh -huh. they broke up pretty much after, pretty quickly after this. So what's funny is that's true, and that's not because of me. But no, I wasn't alluding to that. I'm just saying that might have been why he was agitated at her. Later, later that night, uh, a buddy of mine, I'm, I'm, I, I don't want to say his name, but somebody we know that's from Hot Springs, let's say, uh, kind of said they have some issues right now, and it's pretty... It's pretty bad, and he's very jealous right now. So, yeah. <laughs> and again, it was late. And now, by the end of the night, I will say he, uh, him, and I uh, were talking by the end of the night. So, but I do think he was a little agitated at the, at the start. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. 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 I don't. Maybe I did break her heart that night. I, I doubt it. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. She's friendly, very friendly gal. Well, that's why John was agitated. He's probably told her, shut your pie hole. At the end of the night, because Zach, oh, I almost said his name. Let's just say Zach came over and said, hey, don't, maybe just to kind of stay away from her. I was like, what are you talking about? And he kind of told me that. In the night, I, I talked to John a, a lot more. So, uh, yeah, to be fair, totally not hitting on her. John was was not in a good place about it, though. I believe he was he, he had mounts the next day. Yeah, and I don't know how he rode, uh, but that's a different story. Uh, this we really shouldn't be telling this story. This no, they probably are listening, both of them. I think at my state and his state, it would have been a, a crazy fight. <laughs> Polly, if John and I fought, I don't know if either one could have landed a punch. Oh, those were the days. Yeah. Those were the days. I, I didn't, okay, I don't know either one of them, never talked to him, but I watched that show you're talking about. Yeah. And I saw her in the paddock many, many times, and I never thought that marriage would ever last. <laughs> <laughs> John, uh, you know, John's a really, really nice guy. He is. Uh, that's not the first time I've seen John out in Hot Springs, and he's always very, very friendly. I'm a big, I'm a big John Court fan as, as him as a person for sure. Um, you know, and what he thinks of me, I just I can't help it. Listen, I'm a friendly guy. You know, I doubt if he remembers the story at all. <laughs> no. <he doesn't>. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, I knew we would get this. This is, this is, it's yeah, I, know. I know. You can't say anything about anybody. John, no. again, let me, let me just state it. We're not saying about him. John Court is a legend in Hot Springs. Exactly. Everybody likes him in Hot Springs. I like him. We yeah. see him out all the time. There's no talking bad about the guy. No. I'm telling a story. I don't want my jockey drunk at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm sorry. I do. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> oh, good Lord. He is Greg, a good, Greg, good guy. Good person and have bad timing on rides, and you can also have bad taste in women. I think he has great taste in women. I like Crystal. Oh, her name's Crystal. Okay. 
All right, we better shut up. This is getting even better. I mean, <laughs> Dennis, you have bad taste in women. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody has badmouthed John Court once. We've we've complimented his writing. <laughs> I've said he's a great guy and I like him. I said he was super friendly to me that night once he realized yeah. I wasn't trying to steal his wife. Well, I mean, no, no, you didn't say that at first. You said he was agitated at you, but he got better. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, again, <laughs> Vicky, we're not, I'm not reading that out loud. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Listen, we have two I'm, more races to I'm go. I'm going to make a statement right here. I really don't think that marriage was going very well before that night ever happened. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, Urban. Urban's talking about comments. Well, I can't. I can't. I can't handle. I can't. I can't uh, control what people think in the chat here. My no. opinion, and he's, he's still a very good writer. At sixty, he is extremely good. We're just having a little fun, and you know, we, we like. I mean, him. anybody that's sixty years old and still trying to ride a horse like that, and still winning the races he wins. Is a good jockey, no question. That's right. That's right. And a great guy. A good guy. Good, good guy. All hey, right, let's go on. And he was great on that show, Jockeys, too. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, Dennis says he likes his jockeys drunk. Not, uh, not, he was not, not talking about his taste. <laughs> yeah, just like Mike Smith. He's getting on there, too. I haven't ever seen Mike Smith out in Hot Springs. Wasn't he? Mike Smith was on the show. He was very good. Yeah, him and Chantel. Friend with Chantel Sutherland. Yes. yes. Yeah. All right, let's zip through this. We got, gonna, we got two more races. I'm going to Google it and watch it tonight. I hope they got that yeah. on. I mean, it's on YouTube. You've never seen the the show Jockeys. I have no idea where you could even watch it. It's I don't even know what that was on. Was that on like HBO or something? No, it was on uh, A and E maybe. Yeah, yeah. I bet it's on YouTube somewhere. It's very, very good. I, I was not happy when they discontinued it. It was good. It was yeah, good. It was. yeah. I think okay. you were the ones that watched it. We got to go. We we did total derail yeah. the show. Yeah, let's get this my, done. Okay. My escapades at. Uh, yeah. At, uh, he was uh, John and Crystal were also there a few years earlier when Toby Keith played uh, at uh, Razorbacks Pizza. Well, okay. Uh, yeah. There's like 50 people there and he played. Yeah. That was a good night. He was riding the next morning, too. Um, What's that called now? Hmm. It's not Razorbacks. Oh, we're all pulling, we're all pulling for Toby. You know he has cancer. And, I know. Uh, I hoping, know. Uh, so far, according to him, the news is good, but mm -hmm. you know how that goes. So, was well, it, it's uh, stomach cancer, correct? Right. Yeah. And he had it for six months and didn't say much. Didn't announce it. So yeah. Yeah. Hang in there, Toby. I'm sure you're listening. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm sure I'm sure he is listening. Prayers up to Toby. Hey, there we go. Jared's here. We've got our we've got our advertisements now. That's great. Okay. Um okay, here we go. We're going, yes, we're going to race seven on the on the card at Gulfstream Park on Saturday. That's right. We're at Gulfstream for the this is a terrible transition to the Grade Three Smile Sprint Stakes, going six purse. <laughs> yeah, hundred thousand dollar purse. We got a stellar field of six lined up here. Oh, number stellar. one is yes, I'm a beast. 
gets back on the dirt where he actually had won two races in a row here at Gulfstream against starter allowance and allowance runners. Now on the synthetic, we have the number two Gatsby making his second start off the layoff after an eighth place finish last time out against Florida Breads and Sakes Company, I should say. The number three is Drain the Clock. He's going to be a huge favorite in here. Uh, coming back from Dubai where he ran a decent seventh in the Golden Shaheen last time out. Um, the number four is Absolute Grit. This horse has won four out of five races, including a handicap. Last time out at this distance at Churchill Downs by seven lengths. So that's an interesting one. The number five horse is Pudding. Uh, this horse, <laughs> it's a terrible name, was third last time out in a handicap behind Absolute Grit. And then Willie Boy is a six horse, winner of two in a row since coming back from a layoff and changing to the Delgado Barn. Won by seven and a half last, or excuse me, two races back. And then won a Florida Bread Stakes last time out by five and a quarter. All right, feel the six. Where are we going? I think this one, you, this one is one I would try to beat the favorite. Okay. I do. I don't think that seventh, okay, big deal. That means six. I don't like seventh place finish here to six five. I think the horse does have better class than the rest of them. I think it's running better races, obviously. Mm -hmm. I would like the two if they would say the great Gatsby, but obviously they didn't think much of this horse because they didn't put the great in front of it. Correct. I, I like the I like the four a lot. I think at those odds and may maybe even get better than that. And or the six. I, I like both the four and the six better than I do the three. So I, this would be one and I'd take a shot at maybe beating, trying to beat the favorite, especially if that favorite stays six to five or goes down some. Um, yeah, I, I haven't really quite decided what I want to do. I've kind of done well beating Drain the Clock in the past in races where people thought he'd have a shot to win. Um, but, you know, coming back, uh, I see some pretty solid workouts on the, on the docket here. He's going to be tough. I'm kind of on the six at this moment. And again, tune in uh, Thursday for the Blinkers Off Show. I'll have these picks finalized. This is just kind of a first look, kind of get everybody talking about it. But the number six, Willie Boy, since coming back from the layoff and changing over the Delgado barn, which is great at mm -hmm. uh, Gulfstream, I'll tell you what, this horse has been pretty darn impressive. Hadn't even been close to losing. You take out drain the clock. This field isn't much. I, I agree. Absolute grit. Not bad either, but yeah. I don't know. I think drain the clock could upset here. I think I'm, I think I'm with you on that. Okay. And speak of, speaking of John court, Chantel Sullivan's got them out on Willie boy. What does that have to do with John court? He was in the jockeys. Oh, okay. All right. I was going to say, what are you trying to say? <laughs> okay. That was harmless. I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, very harmless. <laughs> That's true. She was in jockeys. You were around with Mike Smith, as far as I know. <laughs> as far as I know, as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to get to the <laughs> final race here. <laughs> race 10 on the card. It's the Princess Rooney Invitational, grade two, seven furlongs, $300,000 race. And the Princess Rooney is a win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint. And why do I mention that? Because the horse that won this race last year was Cece. And she went on to win the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint. And she's back to defend her title right here in the Princess Rooney. So that's kind of uh, exciting. So I'll go through real quickly here. Field of six. Number one is Spirit Wind. 
Uh, a winner of three straight races, and boy, she has looked impressive, winning by 15, by two and a half, and by five in a Florida bread stakes last time out. Um, she looks pretty good. We'll see if she can keep it going here. She is a three-year-old in this spot, taking on older horses. The number two is Allworthy, coming off a win as well, a $100,000 allowance win by two links at Churchill Downs. The number three is Glass Ceiling. This horse won four in a row before losing last time out to Bella Sophia in the Bed of Roses Stakes at Belmont Park. But she looked very, very good before that loss. The number four is Corey. This horse was third in a Florida Bread Stakes last time out and did win a handicap two races back at Gulfstream Park. The number five is Cece. Like I said, no introduction. Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint winner last year. This year, Came back and won the Azari in a pretty exciting race over Pauline's Pearl and She Dares the Devil. And then two races back was competitive against Latruska and Clarier, finishing third in the Apple Blossom. Now we're cutting back to that seven furlong distance for her. And then the number six is Make, Make Mischief. Uh, won a $200,000 New York Red Stakes last time out going one mile by four links. All right, Papa Dude, where are we at? Well... <sighs> I've got four of them circled. I'd have to go with Cece at this point. I think she's got the best pedigree, or whatever you want to call it, best uh, track record. I do like glass ceiling a lot. Can't rule that one out. And uh, Greg keeps saying, make mischief. I have him have that one circled, her, and then I like the one. So if you're looking for some prices, I think you can look at that one and that six. I don't think CeCe's going to come down from that four to five. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I just don't think so. So there's going to be some prices out there if you don't think she can win. Um, but the, she's pretty solid. She's a good horse. This race is very interesting. It's kind of the same as, as the, uh, the, the smile sprint we just talked about where you have that standout looking horse on drain the clock, but could be vulnerable and CC's right here maybe could be a little bit vulnerable as well. Um, you know, last year she came in in here and she beat horses that weren't great. Um, and I don't think we have a great one here, but I'm really interested in glass ceiling. Again, this is not the final pick, but um, gets back to a little bit easier of a race and was running really, really well until just getting trounced last time out. I know Greg likes a six. I'm not sure. Um, that's kind of one. I don't know if she's up to this class level. We're going to yeah. find out. Um, we'll see. I, I'm on the fence right now about the six. Uh, Pauline says five with one, three, six super box. So he likes the five CC with the one spirit win, the three glass ceiling, and the six make mischief. I can see that. Couldn't you? That makes sense. Yeah. 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 I like that. I'm here's the deal, Vicky. I'm kind of with you. So way back when, I never missed Cece. Uh, when she won the Apple Blossom in 2020, it's like, I've gotten this horse right all the time. I don't know that I've got her right more than like two times since. I'm with you. I, I had her in the Apple Blossom, so excited that, that she won that race. I've been missing this horse ever since. I tried to play against her last year in this. It didn't work out. You know, I I don't know. She's, she's very frustrating to me for yep. sure. I played against her in the Azari, two back. She won. So, uh, well, I looked at the Apple Blossom. She did finish third, but I don't think she was even close. No, she was only a length and three quarters out of it. Oh, okay, I read that. It was right. close. Yeah. Well, I, I like her. 
I think you have to look at her. Yeah. I just don't think this is one that you can safely say the favorite is worth betting against. You know, drain the clock, I think you can say that. This one, her track record is just, you know, it's a risk. It's a risk. But if you've got a got one that you really like, I mean, you're going to get good odds on that next horse, I think. I don't think she's going to go down from four to five. I just don't think so. Both of these races, the Smile Sprint and the Princess Rooney, are in the late pick five, which okay. makes it very interesting. If you beat one, it's going to pay. If you beat two, it's really going to pay. I, I just think we got to try to beat Drain the Clock. We got to try to beat um, CC. And, and you think you need to do that? I don't think you can single her. I don't no. think she's that solid. No. So. I kind of, uh, and for the for the Rockets, which will cover this pick five, um, I don't think I'm going to single either one of these. We'll have to get with Jared and kind of finalize those, but I, I don't think we're going to go single here. Uh, there's a video coming out of the Rockets, so the thing we're trying to do a little bit more with that, keep the ticket prices a lot lower, and also single horses that may not you know, always be the obvious ones. Like Lady Rocket last week was a single uh, on a on a seventy two dollar ticket that hit at Churchill for a thousand dollars, and she she was seven to two, you know, and that's kind of the single you're looking for. And I mean, obviously, if it's completely obvious, then yeah, you're going to single that horse and move on. But in situations like this where you're a little shaky, you're best to try to play a couple against and and go short somewhere else. So we'll see we'll see what happens. Still a long ways off from from finalizing that. But, uh, Bottom line is you've got to get it right or you're not going to cash. That's the thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if if drain the clock looked like an absolute lock, that would be a single and we would go on to the next race. Yeah. I just don't think so. And that's no, the same with CC. Yeah, CC worries me just a little. Yeah. I don't know that she's an absolute stone cold lock. Well, let's face it. There's very few that you single that you just feel great about. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, I don't. Very yeah. seldom. Do I feel great about a single? Well, like I said, we're just trying to, you, you try to uh, get a little, if you don't, if you, okay, if it's a sequence and you do have that horse, like a, a flight line, for example. Yeah. Would be one. Uh, Mason that ran at Belmont a couple of weeks ago. I mean, th there's there's others, but that, those are coming to my mind. Yeah. Uh, Nakatomi, Nakatomi, who ran at Churchill Sunday, I thought that was a cinch. Um, yeah. Those type, yes, but when you get a sequence like what Lady Rocket was in on Saturday, you just you, you, it's it's an aggressive single. You just take a shot and you go, listen, there isn't a standout. Yeah, let's get get aggressive with one that we don't think is going to be the favorite, and then we'll spread another legs. So if that single comes in, we've got coverage and other legs where people may have went short. Yep. And that's how you kind of knock people out when you're playing a shorter ticket which is all what the Rockets are about. Uh, last About a month ago, we kind of changed that strategy on that. And like I said, there's going to be a video coming out explaining a little bit more of that. But anyway, that's that's kind of what we'll probably do here. I don't know. We'll see. There's still a lot of uh, analyzing to go on that. So, okay. That's my <laughs> spiel on that. Anything else? Well, uh <laughs> Just want to mention, uh, Aaron's got me doing something different. Boy, we're doing well, I think. Don't you, Aaron? Yes. Aaron yes. put me on the, uh, shall we say, the lesser 
crack <laughs> because he gets extremely bored with them, which I don't blame him. No. Okay, and, let's clear up a few things immediately. Okay. <laughs> that is not true. I have a lot of work to do, um, like going deeper into analyzing what I just talked about, the Rockets. And yeah, I know. I don't want a data entry all day long on the little exactly. tracks. So That's I right. handed the little track data entry off to yourself. I didn't say – I said that wrong. <laughs> uh, what Aaron does is he goes in and he picks the top four Correct. that he thinks – and then I go in and I place them the way I think they're going to finish, one, two, three, four. Correct. And that takes a lot of time off Aaron's hands because then he can then go in and I've placed them where I want, where I think they'll go, and then he can just put the bets in and away he goes. Correct. And so what will happen is he will structure the top four or he will put in the top four and then I will structure the bets. So. Yeah. What it does, it gives me more time to structure the bets better. It also gives me more time to focus on the Rockets. And then the bigger tracks gives me more yeah. time to focus on those yeah. because the smaller tracks are set up. So it kind of works. It's working, it's working out great. We're it worked out extremely stuff. well for yeah. all products, and that was the goal. Yeah. yeah. And we're doing this right now because the sports part of it is yuck. There's nothing to really do right, right. now. Yeah. And we'll continue to do this because it doesn't take just a tremendous amount of time. Uh, but it's it's really fun. I am enjoying the heck out of it. And, uh, of course, it's always good when you're hitting them. And, <laughs> uh, but anyway. So say, the way it's going, uh, you're gonna, this is going to be your permanent job, I believe. because That's fine. I don't mind doing this at all. And I'm about done with driver's ed. Uh, tomorrow's the last day of the first session. So i got to get through tomorrow to survive. And then... The second session, there is a second session, believe it or not, that only goes for three weeks. But I don't know if we're going to have enough kids for me to do that. So, hey, I bought my football magazine. I'm working on my football stuff and getting excited already about the season. My Pretty. football magazine came in the mail uh, yesterday. So that's right. awesome. Awesome. Yes, the Bill Steele is oh. here and I've been diving over it already. Um, I think Oklahoma is going to suck. I'll just say that immediately after looking well, at I, it. I'm not going to rank them too high, but be I don't know about that. But I am tired already. I don't have Phil Steele. He's more realistic. Mm -hmm. I am so sick of reading about Lincoln Riley, Riley and USC. I'm about to gag. So um I don't, I don't remember where he had him he had him like low 20s i think well i think that's about where i've got lindy's sports i think i think there were maybe 18 19 but it's just lincoln riley's the greatest thing that ever lived and but he's gonna win at usc i mean it's gonna happen it's easy it's easier to win there Great recruiter, bad coach, I'm telling you, and it'll just going to depend on how good of the uh, talent that he has. He is going to get studs. Oh, he's going to be oh. super talented. Yep. Um, he's not a great coach. No. Uh, so we'll see if he – but sometimes it doesn't matter when you get great players. He, they're going to be better. There's no doubt. Oh, there's no question. They're going to be good, and their schedule's not very tough. Anyway, we're getting into stuff we'll talk about later, but I'm tired of reading about it. I know that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Russ mentioned it, and uh, Polly, I see it now. Saratoga in 15 days. That's right. Oh, my God. Two weeks from tomorrow. I'm losing my mind. 
<laughs> Losing my mind. I'm so excited uh, for Saratoga. Can't wait. Two weeks away. This show will have wall-to-wall coverage of that uh, until football season gets going. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's good times. Good times for sure. One more thing. Update us on the cat. Oh, my gosh. Cat. Yes. I'm so glad you said it. I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. The cat has a name now. Uh-oh. Um, and the cat is officially ours. We're keeping the cat, by the way. Oh, my God. I can't believe that. I can believe it. I can. Where, where is the cat? The cat's not here. Okay. So, the, the cat, cat is now. now? What's that? The cat's in the house now? Oh, yes. Yes. The cat's been in the house for two and a half weeks. <laughs> okay. We have got to get an update because the last time we had the show, the cat was still in the garage. The cat? Where, where did she go? I think she the went downstairs. Philly, the cat and the dog, Philly, get along great. Oh, boy. The cat in Philly, the cat loves Philly. I knew that. Philly, nah, with the cat. Doesn't hate her, doesn't love her. Philly's that way with anybody. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The cat is named Darby. um, Darby. After Darby Allen, our favorite wrestler. Well, Heather's favorite wrestler. Okay. We named her that because Darby Allen is reckless, crazy, will do anything, will jump from anywhere. That's Kitty. That is definitely Kitty. Kitty yeah. is a daredevil for sure. Um, Darby's also really tough. The Kitty is really tough. She's had two surgeries on her chin. Um, the first surgery did not hold. Second one looks great. She actually just sure. went to the vet for a checkup. Everything's going good. So, so she's in good shape there. Good. Um, she's gained like two pounds, I think, now. Um, yeah, she's doing good. She's doing really so, good. Let me ask you this. When you guys leave, are you afraid to leave her with Philly? No. No problem at all. She leaves Philly alone, and if if she does swat at her once, it may be just once, and it's real playful. The cat is extremely friendly and extremely loyal to us. Like, Hi, Shari. Like, she has to be with one of us 24-7. Yeah. Well, that's, I know I've seen her once, mm-hmm. and that was, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. And she is. She is a ball of fire. She So if Heather and the dog go outside, the cat sits at the door and cries until she gets to go outside. So I when mean, she goes out, she didn't run off or anything? Well, we haven't let her. She's so small, we just are, are worried about letting her go because she might run off or you know she's small something might get her so True. We, we just carry her out there and kind of show her around and kind of just let her you know yeah. we don't really let her go go got um, it she's doing good she's doing really great. good she's doing great yeah um so anyway you're gonna official name today you're gonna keep her. yes yeah we are cat people now for sure because two and a half weeks ago according to your lovely wife yeah. we don't need a cat <laughs> so here's what's funny about about her and the cat okay mm-hmm. she acts like she doesn't like the cat right that's that's yeah but last week we took her in for a second surgery okay yes. and uh and it's it's a routine surgery there's no like dangers to it really right but it was 4 30 in the afternoon and we hadn't heard anything heard from them, no you know? And it closed at 5.30, and so she's worried. I said, well, just call him. She calls, and she gets put on hold for seven minutes. Oh. 
So she thinks she's worried to death. Yeah, and she's bawling in here about the cat. <laughs> the cat was fine, you know. So they were busy. Yeah, they were just really busy, and and yeah. and she they did her surgery later, and you know it just it took her it was a little bit more of a, a harder surgery on the cat this time, and it it just took some took some yeah. time. So yeah, anyway, she's fine. She is good. she's a beautiful cat. Gonna be gonna be a really pretty cat. Yeah. Uh, we think she's going to be like not short hair, not long haired, like right in the middle. That's what yeah. the vet said. Today, like so. uh, yep. Cats don't, or you don't own cats. They own you. Totally true. Yeah. That's about the way it is with any pet, really. <laughs> you get too attached. That's for sure. All right. Well, that's it. That's that's the cat update. Uh, Dennis asked, Jericho's group or Eddie Kingston in the Blackpool, Blackpool combat tonight? That's why I got to end this show. It started 12 minutes ago. I've got it on record. Really, yeah. I'm going to watch it. I don't know who's going to win that. It'll be a it'll be a mess. I know that. So <laughs> we'll see who wins it. All right, guys, getting off here. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us. Good group tonight. Really good yeah. group as always. And uh, I guess we'll see them next time. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first. 